This week on Lessons for Leaders, I'm sharing six ways to enhance connections in the workplace. This isn't about being the best mates with your colleagues, but connections are so important and especially now with distancing and isolation and working from home. If people feel disconnected, they may feel undervalued, they may think about leaving their jobs or they get stressed and feel that they're not coping and not supported. So I'm sharing six ways that I managed to keep my old corporate team connected and working well with even the toughest of bosses and the most stressful situations and how you can adapt those ways into today's climate and workforce. So join me for this episode. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and to thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce to increase that performance and make an impact that you want in the world. So welcome back to the Lessons for Leaders podcast, everyone. It's so good to have you here. I hope by now that you've remembered to hit that subscribe button and please do go and leave me a review if you enjoy this episode give me your key takeaways and thoughts and what you value from the podcast and if you would like my monthly leadership and well-being newsletter then head over to my website at emmalankton.com forward slash training and you can sign up to that there I send it out each month, the beginning of each month, and it gives information about general tips and themes that I see and hear in organisations that I work with. I will share latest research and recommendations and developments for improving well-being and performance. And you get this straight into your inbox. So go over to my website, emmalankton.com forward slash training, and you can find the box to sign up to that there. And then just finally, oh, it's all about me, me, me this week, isn't it? Finally, I am still talking to organisations about training and well-being. And I've got a few spaces left for December, just one or two. I'm also booking calls to talk with organisations about planning their 2021 well-being plan and we're setting out what they can do for the next quarter for the next six months and for the entire 12 months of 2021 so that it's a way off your mind you don't have to think about it and because I can bring in again the industry trends and what other people are doing in other organizations and also source people for you in that way So if you want that, again, go over to my website, www.emmalankton.com, do forward slash contact and drop me an email or just give me a call and we can fix up a time for a chat. That will be great. So let's get down to today's episode where I'm going to be sharing with you six ways to enhance connections in the workplace. 
You know, our work relationships are incredibly important to employee well-being. It's more about than just getting along with your co-workers and you as I said in the intro you don't have to be busy mates with them but as humans we crave contact and connection with people and this is something that you might have noticed yourself or you might have been hearing from your employees particularly during the lockdown and the distancing and working from home it's definitely something that I've been hearing hence the reason for the episode because we also spend a lot of our time at work and there's a lot of people that are working more and more because, we're, well, we just don't go out and we're not doing anything else. So people have got those blurred boundaries, which is something that I talk about a lot and deliver training on. But the relationships that we have at work can have a positive or negative impact on our stress levels, performance, and then that impacts the overall happiness levels that we have. You only have to think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs where belonging, safety and friendships come straight after those basic human needs. And it's an important factor in our motivation too. So if it's an important factor in motivation, then it's going to be an important factor in work performance. So we need to be connected and have that feeling of belonging. It's not just in our personal lives, it's in our work lives too. And if you look elsewhere, connection is also included in the charity Mind in their five ways to well-being. Being social creatures, we need interaction with others. And when we promote strong connections in the workplace, then it can have a positive impact on the happiness and performance. Now, I've mentioned happiness a couple of times, so let's just talk about that for a minute. You know, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of publicity around happiness and how do we measure it and things like that. Well, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm not concerned about how we measure who has enough happiness. But what we do need to recognise again is that happier people are more engaged and therefore more productive because happiness reduces stress. Yes, because I've talked about this in many uh, previous episodes and I will link to them in the show notes. The feel-good chemicals that we get with happiness help to reduce the stress chemicals. So often people who are struggling and feel stressed, they pull away from social interaction. So it's important to try and encourage interactions that are attractive to people. So that's why I always say, ask your team Ask your employees what they need or what would help. And I mentioned this in last week's episode about the winter wellbeing plan. And then here I am, I'm going to tell you six ways. I'm so controversial, aren't I? But it gives you some starters. So I'm always talking about how stress and pressure increases presenteeism, absence. And as we head into January, we need to remember that this is a prime time for people leaving their jobs You know, with or without high unemployment, people are still going to look to leave their jobs. So all that new year, new start thing and people don't want to put up with being miserable in their jobs for the next year or feeling alone or feeling unsupported. If they feel like that, you have to recognise they will look elsewhere. And one of the key things that I say is people really, they don't leave their jobs, they leave their managers. 
So if you are leading a team or you are in HR or management, then you know it kind of is down to you to make sure that you've got these connections and interactions so that people don't look to leave you as part of leaving their job. So don't sit back and be complacent about this, I suppose is what I'm saying. Talking of complacency, employees who have friends and social connections within work tend to be more loyal and more engaged in work. And that's exactly what we want, isn't it, as leaders in the workplace? So social connection provides a sense of unity in the office and that creates that place of trust, of loyalty and respect. (laughs) On the subject of respect... I once worked for a director when I managed his support office and he was known for getting results, yeah, but he was also very well known for being hugely and incredibly difficult to work for, very demanding, extremely particular and actually very sexist. However, the team that I had We pulled together. I didn't apply for this job, by the way. They moved me into it to cover maternity leave um, without choice. Um, But the team that I had, we pulled together. Some of the things that we did back then, I now realise just how important they were in keeping us going. And because since then I've trained in the neuroscience and the psychology and attachment areas, I can see exactly why it worked. So that's what I'm sharing with you, what we did and how that can be adapted so that you can do it too, even during a pandemic. There was the support by collectively talking and sharing our difficulties with him in the kind of whinging, I suppose, offloading, if you like, you know, oh my God, he said this to me today, I can't believe he did that, you know, I tripped up and I forgot about this and I know how particular he is. Because many of us were in the same office, but not all of us. And we had opportunities when he wasn't in to, well, as as I've just honestly said, to moan and complain and share. However, it's proven that not just talking about our issues is supportive and helpful. It's also good to know we're not alone in the situations. So creating time for discussion, to look at what's difficult, to look at what's not going well. And also to look at what is going well. There creates that opportunity to share what does work. You know, one of the guys had an amazing way at changing the subject and yet still appearing to answer his demanding questions without actually answering it. It was class. I really wish I had that skill. But we would enjoy then hearing his stories of how he'd coped with that situation even if it did bring, you know, some fun and laughter, which I will come to. But just listening and sharing is really, really helpful. And don't forget about the power of that. You know, within that, we need to create social time to do these conversations. Now, we regularly went to the pub on a Friday night. There was one just below our office and it was often called the lower meeting room. Now, I don't advocate coping with difficult situations by just kind of uh, driving you to drink or going off to the pub and anyway, most of them are shut now. And remote working teams need different ways to connect and we need to recognise that not everybody drinks alcohol. So, 
you know, I've worked in organize with organisations who are sending parcels of a little tea bag and a coffee sachet and a little packet of biscuits and then asking employees to join them for tea at three or tea on Tuesday or something like that. Now, when you're setting this, be mindful of those that need to leave and collect children or those who can't join at, say, 6pm at the end of a working day because other commitments in the home. But you can create those kind of I don't know, I want to say social drinking times, call it what you like, but it doesn't have to be alcohol, okay, so that you have that time again for conversation. Speaking of time for conversation, do make sure that you have fun. Laughter is incredibly stress reducing and creates connections. You know, this man we worked for was extremely particular and when he was visiting anywhere, he had things planned to the finest degree we had to plan out the itinerary with exactly what time he was going to arrive and what the chauffeur would do and where they would park and who he would speak to and be briefed on the person he was speaking to I once took an itinerary and basically ripped it to pieces with my sarcasm I had them being driven up the steps into the foyer and things like that and obviously you had to be there at the time but it was funny possibly naughty but funny So we found ways to laugh through the toughest of days. So what can you do to create fun and laughter that promotes connection? You know, maybe it's a quiz. Maybe it's a joke club. Maybe you need to share, you know, what was the kid's um, funniest joke this week. You know, when the little kids, they don't share share jokes, but they're funny, not funny type thing because they don't get the principle of jokes. Maybe it's that. Share your worst story about a particular topic or their most epic fail or, you know, think of things like that. But obviously, where people are comfortable to do that sharing, but something that creates that sense of fun and laughter. Positivity is so important in keeping people positive. It's not about pretending that everything's just fine and dandy and that there aren't difficult times as I said we sat down and moaned as well so there was time for that but all the staff came to me when they were struggling when he'd been particularly awful to them Um, and whilst listening and supporting and soothing the situation I would often end up having to walk down that corridor some mornings take a deep breath pull my shoulders back before walking into the office with a big smile on my face and a kind of enthusiastic, you know, let's get this done today. It doesn't necessarily mean that I felt that way, but I was leading positivity from the front. I didn't realise at the time, but that these things can be contagious. So setting the tone for positivity can almost create that air of positivity we have what's known as mirror neurons in our brain that kind of do what they say they mirror the mood or the situation that we're in so if you're leading and you smile and jolly along and use that kind of sing-songy type of voice you can take people with you on that positivity platform And doing this encourages positive conversations and interactions rather than negative ones. And we can really change a mood like this. So even if you are having a time for a moan and an offload, okay, set a time limit for it and then be kind of like, I used to be like, right, come on then, let's get back to it. We can do this. We're all offloaded, da-da-da-da-da. 
and uplift the mood and have us feeling better. Taking that time to find other opportunities, other things that we can share. Share a lunch together. I know I've said about tea and biscuits, but obviously we used to bring in cakes and biscuits and sandwiches into the office. You've probably done the same when we used to be in an office. Now, obviously, these need to be at home and distanced and things, but you can still arrange to sit down and share together. Maybe a weekly team breakfast can work. You can add in some fun in that. You can look at what's going well and what's not going well. So you can blend some of these kind of six things together in that way. Or have your, you know, Friday lunch uh, catch up and things like that. Some of the team would regularly go to the gym together after work or go cycling or I don't think they particularly cycled, you know, like Olympic cyclists and um, on some time trial, but it was another opportunity for them to chat and offload and kind of put the world to rights. It was a connection time. Now, I know it's much harder now with people in remote working situations and distancing, but you can encourage the sharing at least of the well-being and the fitness and the challenges and activities Share a picture from their walk that week. Share, you know, the most interesting cloud formation or just a foggy picture, seeing as we're in winter. You know, a remote walking club, perhaps, or a distance running club. Ask them, obviously, because this is always my message. Um, but these are ideas for starters that it is about that, that kind of sharing, but it might be on the fitness challenge for those people that are into those kinds of fitness activities. And you know, be kind. You just need to watch the John Lewis Christmas advert right now. You know, it's demonstrating the need for a little kindness. I talk about this on my previous episode about how kindness increases performance, but Find ways to spread the kindness. You know, a little thank you note, a well done email, a bit of this was really great this week on some of your calls and meetings and newsletters and weekly roundup notifications. I always made sure that I put those in there. It can be so easy to forget because you're busy doing, but put them in. That was before I knew that it raises your feel-good chemicals and releases a chemical called oxytocin which is kind of, you know, the love chemical and it increases self-esteem and things like that. The most important thing, though, about connections is to give this your undivided attention. If you're having lunch, then have lunch, that's all. If you're having the tea on Tuesday, do just that. No multitasking, no checking emails. You know, it might just be for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Please do that. When you give the connection time your undivided attention, you enhance their feel-good chemicals as well as your own. So, I hope that gives you some ideas of the things that you can do to create the social time, have fun, increase positivity, share together in different ways, do some keep fit tight challenges and share the kindness. So to finish, building connections in the workplace doesn't mean we have to be best friends with everyone. It's about creating an environment where people feel included, connected and supported. So then there is trust, belonging and mutual respect. 
Connections further enhance that well-being by creating that feeling of being valued and that improves the individual's self-esteem and self-worth. And that's got to be good for both the individual but also for your organisational well-being and performance. As ever, if you've got any questions about today's episode, please do drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. I'll be happy to answer those for you. Get in touch with me about anything else if you want to book a call or chat through the ways that I can help you. And then until next time, have a brilliant week. Bye for now.